Okay, Bokatov. Today's daf is daf Gimel in Shkolem. Okay, top of the, top of the page. The Taknas of Durochim, we said on the 15th day of Adar, they fixed the rose. This is all in preparation for the Aliyah of Pesach. Mr. Chovas in the streets, Mr. Mikasamayim, the mikvahs that are all on the way leading up to Yerushalayim to the base Megish, but also called Sechem, they do all the various public works. Elon Sechem, what are they? Darendin and Mamrish. So you think it's not just physical public works, it's also taking care of all kinds of disputes. In other words, the court sits in session, they put in extra hours, and uh, they try to resolve all monetary differences. Dinner Foshos, also things that involve. Uh, capital punishment, Dedemachus, things that involve corporal punishment. Uparun Erechim Bechram Bekdoshos, Bekdeshos. Erechim means if you give your value, a certain value that the Torah defines for each kind of individual based on age and sex, uh, the, uh, if you give that to the base of Bekdoshu, Potun Erechim. Potun here, there's not really any object. It sounds like Potun Erechim probably just means that they, they uh, you know, they make them pay, they, they, uh, they collect. That's what we would call it today. They collect for Erechen and for Chromekdesh. Chromekdesh are more when you, when you uh, give your objects to the base of Migdash. Chrom could be Kornim, but here we're talking about for the base of Migdash. Vakdesh is being Makdash. In other words, what they do is they collect. The Chachomim, the, the, the Rabbis, doesn't probably mean potent that you're potent the, the object for money. It probably just means also like Erechen that you, you collect these things at that time before the, before the regal, between the 15th of ne- uh, Adar, you start collecting all the stuff in preparation so that when it comes to, to uh, uh, Pesach, everything is paid up. Also, let's say there were sotas, so they, they uh, give, they, they, they don them also, as they do through the, through the process of dealing with the sota, which is called hashka sota, giving her a drink, meaning you go through the process because... You don't delay it. Now, now's the time when everybody comes to Yerushalayim. You take care of all the things that have to be de- dealt with in the base of Mikdash in Yerushalayim. The Sarfanas Apara. Also, this is the time to make sure you have a paradum in case people are tummy. Vorfan Eglarufa. If there's a question about Eglarufa, about a murder that took place, which city did it? Eglarufa, you do that at this time also. Rotson Evadivri. This is the time also when Evadivri stays on after six years. You pierce his, his ear at the doorpost with, the, with an awl. Umitarin Nesimitsora. This is the time also. Time of the base of Mikdash, when they're in the, they're, everybody's come to your shrine, make sure that the Mitzvahs are tar. Mafarkin es amonomel gabi amayim. The Rotter Reservoir, they uh, remove the, uh, the, the lock. Mel gabi amayim, so you don't put it back. Here Rashi says, Mel gabi atfush amonolov, she'enze maisa umun. Bechol shemarev avalach zero tzarch umun, you need it. So he says over here, that these are Tzorchi Rabbim, these Tzorchi Rabbim we're speaking about, um, uh, even though the Mishnah the, was talking about doing it on the 15th of Adam, Takhnas of Rachmas Chavis, here we mention other things, here he says uh, the, the Shikliosis that we're speaking about on Cholomoy, because if it's not Cholomoy, you can do whatever you can, whatever you have to do with the reservoir. Here he says in Cholomoy, you remove the lock, because it's not a Maisum, it's not art, it's not a, a craftsman's work, but to put it back in Maisum, you don't do that on Cholomoy. So here specifically, he says we're talking about Cholomoy. Right. Pardon? Why Cholomoy? Right, right. So it's not. Right, exactly. But no. But the point is that even if, even if, even if, let's say everybody's finished and you can, you want to lock it up, you know, like it's uh, evening time or they finished or everybody took out what they need. A machzir no. So he says, why? Because it's a ma'aseh omen on the chalamoy. You don't do a ma'aseh omen. 
Tamantim, um, we learned over there where in Moi uh, Katan and talking about Cholamoi. What you do also is that you irrigate the fields that need irrigation and you mark the graves, like we said before, you do on the 15th of Adar in preparation for the Ali Al Rego. So he says, We did that also, you did that on Chalamoy. So the question is, Look, Adar. Why do you have to do it on Chalamoy, Chalamoy, Pesach? Why do you have to mark the graves? In other words, like, again, when we didn't have proper cemeteries, and graves were all over the place, and they had to mark them to make sure they didn't come near them. They already did it on other. The answer is, but the answer is, you did it on the 15th of Adar in preparation for Pesach, but then what happened was, they were, there was a downpour again and ruined the uh, markings. They weren't real good markings, and they had to do it again. The And the Bezin sends out messengers to see if there's climb in the fields, they uproot it. Again, you say you do that. Uh, he said, we're here in the Cholamoid, you mashka the fields in Masasik Forest and you mark the climb. Wasn't that already done in Adras? We saw in our mission. The answer is to put the same thing. The crop was late that year and you couldn't tell uh, what was climbed yet. The, the, the crops were too small. You couldn't tell yet if they, had, if they were interspersed with climb. And you couldn't tell. So if you couldn't tell in the faith of the Vadar, so in Chalamoy, they go out and they check. Where do we get the idea? Um, both. Both mistakes and cheating. Right, right, right. Both mistakes and cheating, to check it. Now, the, at this point, it, they've already warned them on the, on the beginning of, of, uh, of Adar. That probably takes care of the honest people. Right? By the 15th Adar, when they had to go out to pull the stuff out, that's already you're dealing with the cheaters. When, you had, when the people themselves didn't take care of it. So, Madison, where did, first of all, where did you get this idea that you have to, say you have to mark the farm? What's the, is there a source in the Torah for this marking farm? Maybe everybody just has to jump around and tell the farm to be careful. So, Rabrachim, Rabiakov, Bar... From that city, or another way to put it is Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says that Rabbi Yaakov Barach B'Shem Rav Chunya De Bras Achrim, from that place of Bras Achrim. He learns that it was Rabbi Yossi, the son of Rav Chunya from Beis Chavrim, B'Shem Rav Chunya De Beis Chavrim, the name of Rav Chunya himself from Chavrim. So he said it basically named his father. It says, but Tommy, Tommy Yikra, by Mitzvah, it says, he should be called Tommy, meaning, it's like the Torah, it's like the Tum itself calls out and says, uh, and tells you, Pro, stay away from here. It's like Tum says, the Tum calls out and says, stay away. So here we just, it's like a hint in the Torah that when there's Tum, stay away from there. So here we put the sign up to say, you know, like no trespassers, stay away from here. Rabbi Ilah, B'Shem Rabbi Shmuel Barachman says like this, it's the Pasuk says in Yecheskel, the people will pass by the land, they will see the bone of a person, and they will build next to him a monument, let's call that a mark. From here, for Etsem, you see that you make, even on bones, you make a, sim, a simon, a grave. From here, it says Etsem, so you make it seen certainly on a spine or a uh, gogolus, even though, let's say, you don't, let's say, have a, a clear bone. But maybe it's parts of the uh, spine or parts of the skull that also make it seem there. You can't do it on a on a rock that gets thrown around or rolled around because then it'll mark the wrong spot. You don't want to be marked right now. The wrong, what's wrong with marking the wrong spot? What's wrong with marking spot is that if by mistake somebody does go there, they'll think they're tummy, and then you have taharas that you've stumbled or matame. It could be trumor or something. You have to burn now. Something like that, you have to burn, thinking that it's tummy, and it's not. So there's a problem with 
people who are not Tomei making them Tomei is a problem also with saying something that's Tomei when it's not. So you only want a marking where it's really on something that's Tomei. If you put it on a to, to, an oven that's not fixed in the ground, it's going to move around. It's going to be some other place, which is wrong. Meaning, you don't put the marking, the grave, like not like today. Today, when we have a grave, it's right on top of the dead person. He says, you put the marking on the side where it's tar to keep the guy from going there. That's our, today you'd say that that's like the cemetery wall, you know, the wall around that. That's what we would call that, right? But we have, you build it near there to show, like, don't go past this point. Over here it's still okay, don't go there. Tzion, mikano tzion. So the source of tzion, that's how we get the source. You make it see in this grave, this monument, on, uh, you know, near, near, uh, near Tuma. Now it goes on to say, umotza, um, if you find if you find one stone, here's the point. Let's say you find something. We just say where you put the stone. You put the stone on the side where it's really tar. But if you were but if you were mile on that, if you if you stepped over that stone, you're still tummy. Why? Because not everybody does it. In other words, like today, when we put the stone literally under that body, even though you're supposed to put the stone far away, meaning have a boundary of the cemetery, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes they put it right near the body, like we do. So therefore, even though we said, even though you're not supposed to do it that way, you're not supposed to put the stone on top of the, of the, of the dead person, still it's tummy. Why? Because I'll say that there's a mace underneath it and, then, and it's marked. And it's really underneath there. So in other words, even though you're supposed to move far away, but if you find a, only one singular stone, you have to assume that there's two hundred there. There's two stones. If you went over the stones of Tor, if there's two stones, the assumption is that they were marked on the outside. The body was in the middle, and there's two stones saying, don't go any further. So if, you, if there's two stones, you can assume why there are two, to show you that the body's really in the middle. So if you step over the stone, but didn't go past the stone, then you're Tor. That's what he says. How you about that? Was the custom to do it in those days? Obviously, our our, our cemeteries are different today. All right. Let's let's say we're talking about when there wasn't really cemeteries; there were just individual ones, like out in the farms. Yeah. Um, well, it could be makes no difference. We're not talking about No. At the time, right, well, they had, an, they had to have some marker there, otherwise they'd get lost, right? But they knew approximately where it was. They were just saying you had a market. So, in other words, you know, you ever go out and if you travel through America, you know, they have them out in the backyard, you know, they buried old grandpa there or something. So, here they, they knew where it was, but when the people came up through Shalim, you had to mark them because the quantum weren't familiar with your land or your street or whatever, so you had to mark them clearly. So, he's just saying this marking was supposed to be on the outside, like we do on a cemetery today, where we basically put everybody in one spot. So, we have markings on the outside, in addition to, you know, monuments. The way you see all around in here yeah. are like these burial caves, right? Yeah. But with these burial caves, if I understand correctly, were the second resting place of the dead person. So they would first bury it somewhere, and then know. after the body would, 
Well, ah, 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 we learned it right. They would move it somewhere else. Right, right, right. So we're, we're not talking about Seneca. That's why it's so... No, 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 I understand. That's why the conservatives... Right, right, right. But you're right, that was done. That was done. But they moved them after a while. But in many cases, they weren't. In other words, if you know... Whatever the situation is, this was his resting place. Right. makes more sense. Right, to say... The, the market. Right, but it's not clear that they had regular cemeteries. Right, that's they did that. We, we saw they did that. But whatever it is, right, that's what they did when they had those things. But right now we're talking about wherever, whatever it is, whether this is the temporary one or the other permanent one, it's under the ground. You had a market. Right. So, so, uh, so therefore, if let's say you plowed up between them, then they're, then they're like individual ones. Between them is tar because it was plowed up, and around them is tummy, and certainly if you were mile on that stone, because then it's like an individual stone in its tummy. Let's say there is no body there with bones. There's simply some flesh that had died, of a dead person that died, it says flesh there, you don't, you don't mark that. Now, it's possible, why? Because that's going to be decomposed. There'll be nothing left. It'll be decomposed after a few days or after a few weeks. And then there's no point in marking that because if you mark it, then you're assuming that everybody who passes over there is Tameh and you're going to be Matami Taras Shalokadin. So if you used to Rashuna Boy Kameh Rabbani, he asked him, Volonimsa Matami Taras Lamafreya. Yeah, but it's going to, if you say that, for that period of time that it hadn't been consumed and decomposed yet, before the stuff's decomposed, you're going to be Matami Taharas because people won't know. If you don't mark that, so you say, you don't, don't mark it. You know why? Because it's going to be decomposed in, no, in a few days or a few weeks. And then you're, if you have a mark, a permanent marker there, people who walk by, they're always going to be, be burn their trauma. But, so, okay, so a temporary marker probably had no purpose because it fell, it fell off the rain, washed it away. They didn't have a real good marker. He says, right, a temporary one would be the right thing. It's better that for a few weeks or a few days, somebody should make something which is tohar tomate by accident without knowing, uh, without, um, you know, without knowing that there, there's no marker there, rather than have a permanent marker there, and, and for years and years and years, people will be metame something which is not really tomate. Because there's no decomposition, it's an interesting point. You're right, the best thing would be have a temporary marker that's going to last for a week. But the idea is that, yeah, if you have that, you have that. But the idea is that. We're talking about flesh, not bones, because the bones don't get decomposed totally. I mean, they don't get totally decomposed. Says the Mishnah. So when, when the, when the Bezim would send around to uproot the client in the fields because the people were bad people and they didn't. They didn't get rid of it themselves, so they used to uproot it, much like and throw it down. They would just tear it up and throw it down. But the people will see the people were happy with that. Once the sinners were happy, they said, oh, look, they're doing our work for us. That's great. Come on in, boys, you know. Uh, so then they would throw it out on the roads. They wouldn't leave it in the fields. They would uproot it and throw it on the roads. Still, the they were still happy with that too. We'll see why. They were very happy. Number one, they weeded their fields for them. They uprooted the bad stuff. There was more room for the good stuff to grow. And then their animals could also eat the client. So you did me a double favor. You basically harvested it for me and... You, you left feed for my animals. Once they started sinning a lot, and says, oh, no, we're not going to leave for your animals. We're going to throw it in the street so your animals won't get it. Everybody will get it. So they weren't, okay, they didn't get it for animal feed, but they were happy because you weeded my field for me. You picked, 
Ah, ah, so, okay, good. So the answer is Hiskinu. So the next step was, Shemafkin calls out, cool, they were mafkin the whole sudden. They said, anybody can come and take it. Rather than destroy it, it's free for everybody. You know? so that's what they did. So that's how they got rid, that's how they made the uh, bad guys lose out. Menayin Shefker Bezim, now how do you know that Hefker Bezim is Hefker? That they have the right to do that. The Pesach is called, Shei Lovel, Shoshim, Ezra says, whoever's coming for three days, Ba'atzis Asarim, Ba'atzis Knesset Gol, Sedes Vaskanim, Yechum Kol Rufusho, everything will be uh, made holy. Right? He'll be separate. He'll be put in Cherem, and all his Rukush will be, so to speak, confiscated. So, okay, that's how you see that Bezin, that, that Bezin, that uh, or the Bezin has a right to make it something Hefker. And I should tell us, how do you know that if you do it, it's part of Meiser? That Hefker is part of Meiser? I learned from this. They don't make an Ibriyar, meaning they don't add an extra Adar like we have this year, not in Shemitah and not after Shemitah. But if they did, raise them a Now, they shouldn't do it. We'll see why you shouldn't do it, because they didn't want to, on, on Shemitah there was nothing to eat, and they were afraid they wouldn't have enough, uh, they ate just after the wild stuff, there wouldn't be enough even to bring the carbon Omer at the beginning of the following year. Save him if they do it, but if he did it, as raised embarrassed. No, the Chodesh Shechad Shemais, if the one on low Potomaisis, that year Shemitah is Potomaisis, so if they add an extra month, who adds the extra month? Bezdin, right? So if they add the extra month, isn't it part of the Meiser showing you that Hefker, that Bezdin, is part of the Meiser? So Ad Kedon Shviyas, but the Gemara just says, Ad Kedon Shviyas, I understand that. So by the way, I understand about Shviyas, but Motsoy Shviyas, why can't they add an extra month to Motsoy Shviyas the year after? Rabon Shalom Rabbis Pesach Chodesh. Oh, because the new stuff, you can't eat until Nisan, until being the carbon omer on the 16th day of Nisan. If you add an extra Adar, now it's really going to be long. It's really, they won't be able to, they didn't, they, last year they didn't have a crop with Shemitah, and now you're, you're prolonging the Chodesh, another month. These rules about Shviyas is only when four Rebbe was mounted to bring in vegetables from Chutzlaretz. Originally they bring it in from Chutzlaretz because the dirt of Chutzlaretz is metame. Then he was mounted like we do today. You bring in from Chutzlaretz, from the Arabs. Right? They bring in uh, fruits and vegetables from Chutzlaretz. So it says, so the Chutzlaretz Aretz. He Shviyas, he shall shashan. So that doesn't make any difference. Then they were allowed to add an extra month even to Shemitah because there's no problem being Smichin and not having enough to bring the carbon over. Tani Ema Abram, Omra Mani Hadada, Omra Brishan, Shayushan, Mikhtana. That's only again when the, uh, when the years were like the Tikkun, a different shot than what this means. Some say when the crops grew normally, the, the Shikliyos of the Pirish that I'm going with says that's only when they had a regular Bezdin and uh, you know, we had the proper Zmanim. Aval Achshav, Shayna Shan Ki Tikkunim. But now, show that the land is in the hands of the Goyim, Rahman al and the Golos, and there's no base of Mikdash. Then the Shmiyas, the Shmiyas, all the Legavit, then he Shmiyas, he Shoshash, so it doesn't make any difference anymore, because now we're not bringing Karbonus, etc., and there's no concern. Tanishal based on Melil, Abru, Matzai Shmiyas, Miyad. They, based on time from Melil already, they were Amabra, the Matzai Shmiyas, Miyad, without waiting. Amr Abond, Ein Menado, Les Ad Shmamina Klum. He says, that's not the reason for, for, how do you know that, as you're saying, you can't see over here that Hefker Bezdin makes something. How do we know that Hefker Bezdin is Hefker in the sense that there's no Meiser? Because he said they had the right to add an extra month. So they did that on their own, right? They had, if they add an extra month, 
you don't bring Meiser because it's, it's all part of, they extended Shemitah by any year. There's no Meiser on that. So, because it's Shemitah, Shemitah's not Chayv Meiser. So, if they can extend the year of Shemitah, it shows you they have the right to take away from Meiser. So, he says, that's no proof. You don't see it from there, but why? Because, meaning, the reason why they can add an extra month, why did the Rabbanan add an extra month? Anybody, what an extra extra month? Because Pesach has to come out in the right time. It shouldn't come out in the winter, it should come out in the summer. So the, the Torah gave them the right to do that. That's not something that Bezin can decide with them. If they're mafka or something, you know what, you're potentized. Where do you see Bezin has the rights to do that? The reason why they can extra extra month is because the Torah said you should add the extra month or don't add the extra month so that Pesach comes out in the right time. So that doesn't prove that Bezin on their own can take away from Meiser. The reason, how do we know, how do we know, where do we get it from? Where do we find that Bezin can be Patsu on their own? Because it says like this, Godesh will look at, Leket is the stuff that fells off when, when, you, when you're harvesting your field, the stuff that falls goes to Neem. Let's say the Neem didn't come there yet, and instead you're a smart aleck, and what you do, you pile, you, there's some stuff there for the Neem, you gather it all together, and you put a pile of crop on top of that, a whole pile of your crop on top, so to speak, to hide it from the, from the Neem. Says Gadoshel, look at Tachtov that they didn't take out the leket from underneath it. Kana goes bar its range, anything that touches it belongs to the anim. In other words, anything in that whole pile, even the stuff that's not like a ghost and anim. Ah, ghost and anim. The Amr of Ami Rami says B'shem B'shem Lalakish. It goes according to B'shemai. Dik B'shil anim of Meiser. It goes according to B'shemai because according to B'shilo, the anim can take it, but they still have to give Meiser. Why? Because even though Leket is putted from Meiser, but this extra part that the Chacham said, ah, we're going to penalize you for putting a whole pile on top, and you've got to give most of that to the Aniyam also, or at least whatever touches the ground out of that pile goes to the Aniyam. The Rabbanim said that. So even though you have to give it to the Aniyam, but they have to take Meisers. Baumer Lever Yosef says, no. Shamanu, we learned, Shu Patrim and Amaiser, Divriakol, not just according to Beishama, even according to Beishilo, Mishum Knas, because the Chum said a Knas, you're a bad boy, you tried to hide the Leket from the Aniyam, we're going to penalize you, and the whole pile there, anything in the pile or anything in the pile that touches the ground, goes to the Aniyam, and it's Patr from Meisers. It shows you that the Chum have the right, the Hefker, Bez, and Hefker, to take away from Meisers also. Pardon? The Knas itself is like a Hefker. The Knas itself, the Knas says it goes to the Aniyam. Kanas is that the whole thing goes to the Aniyam. Now that it's part of, but is when the Aniyam take it. Beishamai says, uh, uh, according to the first epistle, Beishil says, it goes to Aniyam, but they have to give Meiser. You have to give Meiser. According to the second one, you don't have to give Meiser at all. It shows you that according to, according to the second opinion, the Kanas is on both. You're right, that the Kanas says, go to the Aniyam, and they don't even have to give Meiser. That shows that the Chum have the right to take away Mafkia from Meiser. Says the next Mishnah Gimel. Now, in the fifteenth day of Adar, they were already the um, they were already uh, uh, the money changers. You know, because people had to give their half shekel and change, etc. We'll talk about the koban tomorrow. That you had to get a little extra to account for the change. But they were the, the money changers were already there in the Medina. The Chafhev on the twenty fifth of Adar. Remember, because on Rishchodesh Nissan already, they had to take the from the new animals, and the new animals had to be checked already four days before. So they wanted to use new money already, already four days before the end of Adar. So on the twenty fifth of Adar, they sat in the Mikdash already, like to emphasize Mikdash could also mean Yerushalayim to say, listen, time, everybody, this is the, you know the night, time is nearing, the deadline is here for giving your shekels. Once they were sitting in Mishkan, they already started taking collateral from people. 
You know, if people, you know, hey, you didn't give your half shekel? Good. Let me, give me your hat. Give me your tefillin. I'll hold it for you until you show up with the money. Ask me, Mashkin, who do you take from? Levim Yisraelim. All Jews, basically. Levim Yisraelim. Geirim. They're also Jews. Avodim, Shukharim, also Jews. Avalon, Nashavadim. Even if we'll say, some say that even women are high to give the half a shekel. Because it's not a mitzvah, say, just mind Even though we said, the Chavis give it now, but you can give it any time of year. They should also give. But we'll see, you don't take from women and slaves and children, you don't take from Mashkin. Once he started taking from them, you don't stop. And as if once a child, the father started giving on his behalf, you always give. You don't take from Kohanim because of Dark Hashem. Because, you know, they're bringing their in charge there, so you don't take a Mashkin from them, but it's Mashkin that they have to give. We'll talk about that too. Then Bukhri said that a coin doesn't have to give. The coin doesn't have to give. They're part of from giving. They're not included. We'll see why. But basically, they don't have to give. However, if he wants to give, he's not a sinner. What do you mean he's not a sinner? It's a nice thing, but he's not a sinner. Because we'll see, his point was that, you see, the carbons have to come from the tzibor. So if a coin gives on his own, he's not part of the tzibor. So it's like the, if you take his money, it's being brought from an individual. And it's a problem with the carbon. He says, no, 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 because if he does give, he really gives it wholeheartedly. It's not like he's just giving his shekel. He's giving it to the tzibor, and the tzibor acquires it. So Rabbi Yudah says, but Ben Mechuri says, really, what he's saying that Kohanim don't have to give. If they give, you know what, it's accepted because they're giving wholeheartedly, and it's okay, but they don't really have to give. He has to give. If he doesn't give a shekel, he's a sinner. This is how they darshan. They say, You know, a mincha of a coin, a carbon mincha of a coin is totally burned, totally consumed. So they said, listen, if we give, a, if we give it, and we're not, we don't have to give it. And if it comes from us, then how do you bring the carbon Omer? How is it eaten by the Kohanim? It's supposed to be totally burnt. Because it came from us too. Our share is in there too. Hold the Omer, which they alechem upon him, shalom, since it's ours, heich nechon had to be eaten, if it's a minchas coin. So we'll see what the answer was there. But we have this machlokas between Ben Bukhri, quoted by Rebuta, saying that coin doesn't really have to give. And Rebbe Yachmanzak says they have to give. Going back to the Tanim part. But you could be tovei. What do you mean? You, see, you don't take a mashim from a cotton, but you do take from him the shekel. You know, so you don't you don't say, okay, give me your hat until you give. You don't take a mashim, but you do take. Why does a cotton have to give? A cotton is not bar mitzvah. He's not mechuyiv in the mitzvahs. He says hadal You have to say hadal teimu b'shem sheitz. You see where he is a bar mitzvah. He bought sheisaris. Avalam lo b'shesaris lo b'da. Then he doesn't have to. Well, the mashkin mashkin after sheitz. Even the point is this: you don't take a mashkin him, even though he he's already bar mitzvah. You don't take a mashkin him until he's twenty years old. That's the point. You're not mashkin a kid. He's mechuyiv to give, but you don't take a mashkin him. The correct way to see the mission is not like a shalom. After all, they're the ones who are our representatives in the base of English. They bring the commandments. It's not nice to take a mashkin from them. I'm a beautiful. I'm a rocket. Time Rabbi Yochman Zakai because it says Zayitnu. You'd be sure Zay's Gematria. How much? 12. Zayin is 12. So the shape of the Levi, including the Kohanim, has to give also. That's Rabbi Yochman Zakai. So they also have to give. This is what the Chum told Rabbi How could you say that, uh, that the, the coin can't give? Why can he can't give? Because if he gives it to an individual carbon, it has to be burnt. He can't give. Just look at a chatas, a chatas that you let die, for example, let's say chatas uh, that you brought another carbon, or it's a vlad chatas, a chatas shavushnasa, you let it die. Ben chatas tibermeis, a chatas tiber doesn't die just because, you know, just because an individual gay contributed to it. It doesn't make it an individual's because if it belongs to its seaboard, it's not mesa. 
Minchas Yachar also, Krava Kolo, a Mincha Yachar is barred, it's totally burnt, of a Yachar of a coin. Minchas Tzibur Krava Kolo, because once the Yachar contributes it to the Tzibur, it's part of the Tzibur, it's no longer his. So where do you get this idea, oh, we don't have to give, because if we would have to give, you wouldn't be able to eat it, because it would be a Mincha of a coin. No, once you give it to the Tzibur, it's part of the Tzibur, it's no longer that individual. The kasha, it's the first kasha, I think Mariah said kasha, this is Meshivan Adam Dabrashan Moda. How can you give an answer to a person he's not Moda? How can you tell him, listen, a chatas of Yachid is Mesa, and yet a chatas of a tzibur is not Mesa, and Chasmisa. So you want to learn, you extrapolate from there to, let's say, the Mincha that we're speaking about over here. But he's not even motivated to that. That's not Shain Chatas Tzibur Mesa, or Buda Omer. Thomas Rabbi says it does Mesa. So you can't say, listen, the Chatas of Yachid is let die, the Chatas of a tzibur doesn't die. So you see, Yachid and tzibur is different. He's not motivated to that. He holds that a Chatas of a tzibur also you let die. But who Muslim? He'll tell you, that's not a yachid. That's not who Muslim one. And he will answer. He learns that if I if I'm a uh, coin and I contribute, let's say to the to the my shekel now, isn't that then a dove of a yachid? And if it's a dove of a yachid and you bring a carbon fit like the carbon of Omer, it has to be totally burnt because I'm a coin. They answer them. Once it's given over to the tzibur, it's no, it's not yours anymore. It belongs to the entire tzibur. Therefore, it's not a minchas kohen, and therefore it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be totally burnt. Whoever passed over the yamsuf, they have to give. That would include all the kohanim. That goes along with the drush we said before: ze yitnu, ze gematria, all twelve shvatim. The other sheet is no. And as we have two sheets, it's reviewed in the One says, everybody pass over the including the Quran. The other one says, whoever went through the census, whoever was counted, gives. And the Quran, the Levian, were counted separately. Who says, everybody, the Quran, are also to give. Therefore, they have to give. They have to give. It's part of the tzibur. Now it's not a minchas kohen. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be kaliul. Man to omer kol davav kedai. Then mesayel ben bruchas bruchman bruchli. That kohen don't really have to give. He just if they do give, they're not sinners. Why? Because they give it wholeheartedly. It belongs to the tzibur, and therefore it's not a minchas yachin and wouldn't have to be burned. I'll pick up from the mission tomorrow.